Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hello, everyone. Michelle here. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, um, also known kind of as We Love You Wednesday also. <laughs> uh, if you're new to the program, this is the 411 for Soul Insights. Uh, information on all things um, metaphysical, meditation, yoga, spiritualism, esotericism, and all things about awakening to the truth of who you are. Hey, Laura, refreshing for sound. Yeah, re-refresh. Let me know how the sound is in the chat, also known as that sacred space of empowerment room. Um, I do see callers in the queue. That's great. If you have a question or a comment, press one on your keypad, and that gives me a heads up that you want to get on air. I want to say hello to everyone listening in the archives as well. Um, we have so many listeners that listen via the archives, so I would like to give a shout out. Um, and I really want to thank everyone that has left um, your amazing appreciation, feedback, and comments and reviews on iTunes. It's so appreciated. I had another little peek because a friend of mine left a, a wonderful review. I'm going to give a little shout out to Jessica. And some of you have been putting how you listen to Awakenings and where you are when you're listening, and that really warms my heart. Do you guys hear my little, I'm making my decaf Americana. <laughs> One of those days as the day gets little cooler with the autumn. Okay, someone's saying no sound in the chat, so I'm going to uh, refresh. Let's see what's going on. So if you don't have sound in the chat, try to either um, reboot, refresh, and if you have to, you might have to reboot. Try again. You might have to close the browser. Hey, Tamara's in the chat. Okay. And then let's see, is there sound now? Listening by phone. Okay, so I don't know what's going on with that. Well, kind of makes sense. No sound yet. Let me know if there's sound in the chat. Okay, well, the good news is you can listen by phone. I'll put it on in the back. Let's see. Hey, Bretta, is there sound? Sorry about that. That's got to be something technological, a tech issue, a tech glitch um, with the chat, because I, I have had it up, let's see, since probably around 1130, so it should be okay. But if not, then just listen by phone as well. But press uh, one on the keypad if you want to chat or get a reading. Um, all right, got some stuff to share with you guys. There's some amazing energies. But uh, before we get going, I want to just remind everyone, like I do the big, try to at the beginning of the program, that please, for all things awakening, um, I don't use Messenger really that much. On um, I, I 
on Facebook. I deleted it off of my um, iPad and my phone uh, because actually the producer of the program, Sadie, her husband is an amazing programmer and techie. And a lot of people have said that, you know, just it's just not as secure on the phone and they can maybe track your calls and this and that. So anyway, it just – there's so many ways to reach me by email or my blog or my YouTube channel. I do look at the comments there and I do respond on my YouTube channel. So if you have a question or a comment or you have a guest suggestion, a topic suggestion, or something you want me to address, or I'll answer on air um, or in the public forum. I'll do it on the Awakenings page, the Awakenings community page. But I really can't do personal messages. It's just too much. And plus, I deleted uh, Messenger. So if you want to contact me, the email is awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Please use that. Uh, or uh, you can, you know, post something on my profile page or the way that's all the Awakenings um, community page or group page, the Awakenings group. If you pose a question um, there, I'll get back to it. So I just want to give people a heads up because some people are like, oh, I PM'd you, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago or a month ago. And I just, I, I'll check the personal messages when I'm on the, my desktop every now and then, but I'm not as consistent and I don't want to be. Because <laughs> you can call into the show. There's so many ways to reach me. So I just have to have some boundaries on it so I'm not like spread everywhere that every time I log in someplace i got to answer something or address something, you know, so... I love the feedback and I love the communication. You know, I love the um, the sharing and the back and forth communication. So I'm totally open for that. But you can, again, leave a comment on my blog, email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com, or if you're following my um, or subscribe to my YouTube channel where I do my pick-a-card readings and there's other uh, videos of resource there. Um, I'm good about the commenting. I love it, actually. Some people are like, oh, you take the time to answer. And I'm like, I love it. I love it, you know. Um, yeah, so for the now, that works. Aloha. I think we've got listening by phone as well. Brad, is still no luck. Okay. Aloha, Brad. Are you – just want to know if there's sound. Well, if there's no sound in the chat, then you've got to do by phone. Is there sound now? I'm typing that now. Okay. Cool. All right. So if you want to call in, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Also, I want to tell you November. I've got a couple fun things coming up uh, this 10 days, exactly, I guess. Uh, Saturday, November 10th, I'm doing a transformational teleworkshop uh, which is going to be the power of intention envisioning and chakra balancing for alignment. I did it last month. I myself am using the meditation process, you know, almost every night. It's so relaxing, so peaceful, but it also just extends, expands you into those um, expanded realms of consciousness. And it's all about connecting with the your soul vision, but energetically. We're really doing a lot of energy work with this. So anyway, the people that did it said, oh, could you do it again? I had some other people email and say, I couldn't make this one. Could you do it again? And due to the energies right now, planetarily, it's such a good time to do, work with visioning right now, work with your desires, your dreams, your beliefs with that 
uh, Scorpio, and we're, and we're going in, deeper into the retrograde of Venus and Scorpio. Um, and we've got the Neptune and Pisces. So there's some, there's some delicious energies right now. There was a trine, a water trine. I haven't looked at the aspects to see if that's still going on. But um, bottom line is we're, we're being so helped by the spirit realm and our higher self right now. So anything that you can do to align to this, it's pretty amazing. And uh, some people had headache, you know, they had a lot of body somatics and I'm like, that's where there's blocks, especially some people that don't haven't done regular work with me or just in general energetic work or emotional um, clearing or healing. That's why I love working energetically because you receive the transmission through me, but you're connected to your own higher self and your own healing guides. And we reinforce that connection. So the energy will work on you. That's what energy work does. It will find those blocks, what's too tight, you know, what's shut down. It will open that, you know, what area have you been overusing or not using enough? And so you'll start feeling the, the, the movement, the energy just gets in there and just starts moving things around. So it's very powerful. I get a lot of great feedback on it, um, as well as from myself. So I'm like, okay, I'm bringing that back bringing that back. And then on the 11th, I was going to do a meditation with everyone, but I, then I realized I'm doing a, a keynote a talk and really a tune in. I'm going to open up to the guides. Um, I'm doing a channeling at uh, the shift to super consciousness conference. I think I'm on at one o'clock Pacific time. I have to find out. <laughs> I better email them and see what the heck is. Um, what, what's my uh, time. So anyway, so that's happening, and um, love to see you guys there on the. If you have, if you want information about the power of intention, envisioning, and chakra balancing for alignment, so we do a chakra balancing and uh, alignment uh, work. We meet up with the guides. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty amazing. So if that interests you, again, awakenings. Um, podcast at gmail.com or you can go to my website um, you can go to soulplayground.life or soulplayground.com whichever is your preference and go to the soul path happenings and events and in the events it will have the information and Tammy just put it in the chat thank you so much um, for doing that appreciate it so we've got some amazing energies happening right now I, I want to talk uh to everyone about that um, and with you and hear your, uh, thank you, Tamara, hugs. She's always so helpful. Thank you. Such a light worker, an amazing artist as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's so much going on and I'm just, I'm in the process and the path myself. Even today, some of you get my weekly soul insights. Um, I do a monthly blog post and sometimes more than a month, but usually an overview for the month, and then I do like a, just a, a weekly kind of tune in. And it's funny because part of what I was writing was not to force things, and I left out the word not. <laughs> and those of you that know me for many years, that's my thing I'm working on right now is patience. I've got some Saturn-Pluto aspects. Um, and so I'm working a lot on faith, trust, belief, you know, um, really focusing a lot. Some of my outer guides are, are gone or not available. My one mentor teacher passed on in 2015. 
so people that I could kind of check things with, it's not as much, you know, so I'm really relying back on, you know, it's, it's what I see for other people. And I'm so confident and so secure in how it's unfolding. I'm so accurate, you know, it's, tested 97% accuracy with my readings. But yet now when it comes to me, I'm having to like, if there's delays or it's like, I still see the certain things I'm getting messages, but I'm having to let it play out. And then I have to trust, I have to have faith. So it's a whole new level of faith and trusting. So I, so it was funny. So I resent the soul, the soul insights forecast and I put a little note LOL, of course, I'm working on this is exactly what I'm working on. So I leave that word out, right? Uh, Laura saying, I still read it as not to force things. <laughs> LOL, something I've been learning past these past few weeks that resonated. Well, Laura, actually, you're probably getting the lesson quicker or better than I am because you put the not don't force things. So funny. All right, so uh, we're going to get into a little bit of a chat. I had some questions that came in uh, via email, and then we will have our awakening guests coming uh, up at 12, about 1245, 12.50. Uh, Elizabeth Ann Dumont, uh, and she's the author of The Lioness and the Crab, and uh, she called in a few weeks ago for just a little quick hello and chat. So uh, look forward to connecting um, with her and she'll be on and we'll be uh, diving into her book and her path and get her uh, take on some things that are going on um, planetarily as well. So I like to, I like to ask the guests that what is, what have they been feeling and going through as well? So we're in a very powerful time right now with this, uh, the, the, the Venusian energies, um, and it's opposing that Uranus in uh, Taurus. So that Uranus in Taurus, see, I, again, I've shared this with you. Metaphysically, I've always looked at the outer planets affecting us. It used to be in the 80s and 90s and probably before that, um, you know, a lot of astrologers would say, oh, they don't affect us. Except if you were metaphysical, you were on a path. If you were on a conscious path, you would have um, – these especially you're in it you would have because your energy your energy is uh less dense it's more expanded uh, it's a higher frequency energy so the the lighter the, the the planets that are further out are less dense they're moving at a faster rate because they're you know they're they're further away from the earth so it used to be thought oh it's not going to align as much or not as much res- you're not going to feel it because it's further out you know it's moving too fast right now, you don't hear people saying that, right? But because overall our calibration of energy has been expanded, so people are feeling this more, whether you're consciously on a path or a light worker or stars, it doesn't matter. And I, my contention is it always affected us. You know, that, that's because some of my astrologers are like, oh, it doesn't really affect you. Or, you know, and I'm like, no, it's affecting. But the metaphysical astrologers or soul-centered would say that it would be affecting us. So now you're just seeing more of the mundane astrologers bringing these outer planets. So this Uranian energy is downloading a higher frequency energy into Earth, into Terra, La Fiera, the Taurus, okay, the Earth plane. And our structures are being pulled apart, transformed. The energy of them is being transmuted through Pluto. And Saturn is kind of bringing the learning lessons of patience, time, 
the un- the undoing and the unfolding. Saturn is also an, it's a building up, but it's also a slow undoing and an unfolding. Father Time, Kronos, it works within structure as well. You know, um, Saturn is co-ruler of Capricorn. Uh, so we have wonderful Vulcan as well, that transformative planet, Chiron, you know, um, in Pisces. So there's a lot of transformative energy right now. And it's, it's transformative, but it's also a transmuting energy. It's transmuting the, the very energy. It's creating a mutation, which is actually changing the form. So transformation is somehow trans- changing the form, but we have to first, the energy first has to transmute. It has to shift vibrationally. So I had, one of the things you want to look at right now is what do you not want to repeat or replay? What do you not want to repeat or replay? You have a chance right now with these deepening energies, especially now into about the 15th, 16th of November, because we're going deeper into the retrograde. There's, a, there's a, like an imploding. There's a, there's a going into the vortex, into the void right now. It's very powerful that today is, oh, Halloween, you know, Halloween, oh, Hallow's Eve. Um, and of course, Dia de, de la Muertes on um, November 2nd. So I always look at it in, you know, being Hispanic, although part of my background is Mexican, but we didn't really celebrate Dia de los uh, Muertes. Some of my family members did. Um, Halloween we did, <laughs> getting candy. That's what I thought. Well, let's get some candy, dress up funny and get candy. Um, but I do recognize it as a sacred time because there are these times where the the veils, the, so many of the veils have been dissolving, but around this time, the veil further, the, the ones that are remaining and the main veil between the, the spirit realm and the more denser frequency earth plane realm dissolves. It, it thins. I don't say it completely dissolves, but it thins. And this is the time to give reverence to those that have gone before you, the ancestors, uh, and those that have crossed over, that they're still there. We remember you. We connect with you, you know. Uh, and on Dia de los Muertes, um, it's, you know, you dress up. If you, it's, it's, it's also fun. It's fun and it's funny. You know, it's, it's having a cigar. It's, you know, drinking. It's dancing. It's singing. It's prayers. It's about reverence. But it's also about our spiritual side, our spiritual aspect. What is on the other side is, is, the, is the living dead. It's really the living dead. That, they're, that we rem- not only we remember them, their, their memory, but if you look at it metaphysically, that they're still with us. They're just not in denser physical form. So it really is a time to, to give reverence to that, but also your spiritual nature that part of you that's in essence that goes on and it's a sacred time you know it's it's remembering that everything comes from this spiritual nature you know and we are of spirit and so whether it's people that have crossed over you know friends family you know loved ones you know teachers mentors um people that have inspired you, inventors, is it an Einstein, is it a Frida Kahlo, is it a Steve Jobs, you know, who is it, is it Hildegard Bingham, you can really tap into the essence of their energy and receive their insight, their gifts, their strength, right? 
Um, let's see. Denise said, I had the thought, how come bales spin at a time of the year? Spirit doesn't go by calendars, does it? Um, no, but yes and no, because we are a collective, and whatever is in the collective archetype is there. But spirit does, this is why a lot of times when I do readings, I'll say beyond astrology, because I'll be like, okay, it's, spirit does, things do morph into time energetically, because time is just the space between when something happens or doesn't happen, or when it unfolds, or when it's, like we call, like if I put seeds in in the earth, and then I see a sprout, it took a certain amount of time. So Time is in the spirit realm, but it's read differently. It's read through cycles. That's why everything to be manifested on earth comes from a cycle. This is why when I do a lot of readings, I bring in I'll do psychic guidance, channeling, sometimes even tarot, but I'll ask people, give me a I want to look at the cycle you're in also, because it's fun for me to play around with it. It always coincides. So, yes, there are cycles. And one of the cycles is seasons. So come the close of the year, after August, after the harvest, and things, you know, there's more of a going um, within. And there is a collective agreement as well. So you're right, Denise. Part of it is collective agreements. Part of it is, is where you're at locally. Like for obviously people in this part of the hemisphere, it's getting colder and there's more of a going within. For those that are in the different part of the hemisphere, it's sunny and there's a going without, right? So you're more, if you look at time more as timing, it's by events and it's by cycles and it's by specifically moon cycles. That's one of the things my guides um, have really asked me like the last year, year and a half which I was thinking it's goddess because I did goddess groups. I did, you know, Wicca. I did, you know, tried, I was part of that. And I led facilitated, you know, moon cycle groups. And, um, but now I'm seeing, I'm being guided to connect with it in a different realm is to focus on the cycles of the moon rather, you know, when is it, you know, uh, waxing? When is it coming full? What, what to do? What, what are the activities to do that time when it gets full? Perhaps also what sign is it in and when is it waning? When is it lessening? What to let go of or what to focus on, on, re- on releasing or doing less? You know, we want to do less when the moon is waning. So we have a constructed time period. Time is also by the light, light cycles, right, when we have the sun. So the sun also determines what we do. When it gets darker, we tend, most people want to slow down or go more within, Um but again, you have to also look at your own personal cycles because sometimes when the light gets dark, you want to go out. You know, there's nightlife, right? Or you might be, get, you know, like a night out. You might do certain things and maybe take a nap or something, and then all of a sudden this energy cycle, which we have energy cycles every, I believe it's four, the biorhythms are four to four, four hours, four to six hours, depending how you look at it. So... Um, yeah, let's see. Denise is saying, I love having awareness of the moon. Yeah, Denise says, it's a little, we're in spring. So you're in spring in Australia. Okay, yeah. Well, so you have to go by your the generalized cycle of things, depending on the people that are around you, because that's going to affect you, right? 
Um, but also the local cycle. It's just like eating local or local foods, what is in season. So our, our biorhythms are connected to the, the seasons as well, you know, seasonal. We have our own seasons. This is, again, why I like looking numerically, looking at the numbers, because it's going to tell you what your personal cycle is. We have a collective cycle, which you can read from, you know, January to January, because that's what we've all agreed on. And then you have your individual cycle, um, you know, I want to ask, but anybody knows, I can't, I think it's four to six hours, the hours in a particular biorhythm. I used to know this um, because it's like also like doing research, this whole idea of um, sleeping eight hours or you need eight hours sleep. I used to get nine years ago when I was young, a lot younger. Sometimes I'll do that every now and then, but now it's like five to six, um, sometimes four. But I know that for that, that I concept of time or like how much you need to sleep was all based on this industrial revolution. This was all based on um, systemization, you know, industrialization, systemi- systemizing, because it's like okay, you're working at the factory or you're working in the fields. It has to be from this time to this time and get this amount of sleep. So, but those, but those, what you bring up a really good point, Denise, is those. Um, Cycles do affect us because we've we've agreed to them, right? So let's see, what is the biorhythm cycle? 23 days. Emotional biorhythm is 28 days. Yeah, there's things on bio. I did this years ago because I had a whole biorhythm workup done on me. But I know daily, it's like it's like if you follow the tides, I believe with what is it? Every four. It's the same as the tide, so let's look at that. It's, I believe, is it every four hours? Yeah. How many hours in a tide? Does anybody know this? So I'm putting that in. How many tides are there per day? There we go. That's what we want. 50 minutes. Too high and too low. So I guess it's four hours. It occurs in 12 hours. So it is this... um, if you as much as you can follow that, that's going to align you more to your own personal, um, your own personal rhythm. It's finding that, and sometimes we get out. Yeah, it is like it is like weather, Laura. What happens though is we get out of it, and sometimes we think we're doing the right thing for us, but we're not. It's really our conditioning, and so if we bring it back to nature, since we are a part of nature that's going to align us to the best rhythm that's right for us. And what are those cues? Because sometimes people get sleepy, but that's actually depression. You know, sometimes depression or exhaustion. So it's like when to go with that or do I go deeper with that or do I do something with that? You know, is it about taking a nap or is it sleeping more or is that being an escape? So, again, I find – so much is about our, not only our own inner wisdom, but what are the messages that we're receiving from those um, around us as well, or those signs. Anyway, I wanted to share something. I had an amazing like situation yesterday. Like some of them, what I was looking for that I wondered, oh, they disappeared. What happened to them? And just at the moment, I'm looking on. I did an internet search and then Facebook. Nothing. The person popped up. 
And I thought, oh, my God, it's a bot. Somebody's following me or a bot. is well, You know, like they like to have the shopping bots do. They follow you like you like something or research something, and then it's there on social media. It's there on Google. Wherever you go, there is those, that sweater or those sunglasses or that, you know, electronic device that's following you. Um, but anyway, so the person had been off of Facebook for uh, eight months, and then boom, and I was the first person that they refriended or whatever. So I was like, wow, that was so uncanny, so interesting. And I, they were a student of mine uh, at Agape Spiritual Center, so very interesting. So you're going to notice on that note a lot more synchronicities happening right now. And again, the veils are simply dimensional. They're, they're, they're um, what separates us, you know, from the other side, so and so. It's really right here. It's never. It's 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 just it's dimensional doorways. It's it's vibrational. You know, it's frequency. Really, it's frequency is a type. It's a, it's vibration is a part of frequency or denotes frequency. So looking at what is it that you no longer want to replay and what do you now desire you want to draw in? And that's one of the things that I wrote about this morning, which is interesting. I usually do my reading, uh, my soul insights after the show, but I had some deep meditation that I went to today, this morning, and um, inner work and some visions that came through. And the message was, you know, being able to go a little bit deeper and give, like what I do in my um, workshops and teleworkshops and some of my videos, but to bring that information, uh, and I do it on the program as well, on Awakenings, but to bring it into these this weekly, you know, to give people uh, a dose of that, of the channel guidance. And what to do with it. Because that's some of the things that I've been getting. I don't know. Some of you can, you know, share with me, um, you know, what what you're receiving in this part of your path of unfolding and, you know, this part of the awakenings. We are in the root awakening. I wrote about this on my blog, soulplayground.life. It's on soulplayground.life. Um but it doesn't have to be as jarring or as rude. But if people are refusing to wake up or they're staying stuck to one end of the polarity, they're going into the extremes, it does get more. And I guess that's part of what I'm here to do is read the signs. What are the messages? You're getting tickles. You're getting nudges. You're getting, like, new directions. Um, I had a conversation today with a great friend, and he was saying, you know, just use the parachute. doesn't matter what condition it is. Uh, Tamara saying, yes, a lot of synchronicities and signs. Yes, and expect, in my vision, the, the number that came through was 77. It was this little boy's birthday. And he was no more than 11, maybe 12. I think he was 11. That's why in the dream. But, they, but they, he was 77. So it was an interdimensional dream. But that number is very pivotal if you look at that, what it means numerically. So pay attention um, 77, yeah, Tamara, 77. And that's why I put, you know, my last, take a peek at my last YouTube video. You can either go to Michelle Mache um, or Light Being 21. I talk about what to pay attention for, what to look out for. 
And there's three piles. It's very specific, and it was very interesting that it, most people have said, you know, it's spot on. And Yoshi's in there, and it's, yes, it's a bit windy. But I do want to do some of the, my videos. I want you to see whether windy or not. You know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do some more that are, you know, in the quiet space of my house or the park, um, you know, where you don't even maybe see my face. It's just the reading and tuning into the guides. Um, but I do like to show a little bit of my life or what I'm doing or what grounds me at this time, what helps me is riding my bike, is being, is hiking, is walking, is being in nature, is riding my bike. I ride it along the beach, you know. I've, I've been riding it more, like, my cafes where I go to ride to the market. I'm like, okay, I'm only going to buy whatever's in this little, you know, bag. <laughs> uh, whatever I can fit in my bike basket, you know. Of course, Yoshi goes for rides with me in my bike, and she goes in the bike basket. But I, you know, w- with all of you, it's, you know, these energies have been intense for me as well. And I looked at my chart, and I'm like, oh, my God, no wonder. I see what I'm going through. You have to do some form of physical movement. And I always say if you can't do physical movement, you know, if you're in a wheelchair or something, you know, you can't move right now, you're bedridden, move your mind, you know, or have someone move the furniture around you. Get some movement to move the energy, right? Uh, Dance. You know, um, whirl. Do the do, this is why the dervishes dervishes would whirl, rock, move the energy because this Uranus and Taurus is anchoring in. It's grounding in. There's a that portal we talked about the ten ten portal. It is bringing in more higher frequency energy, but many of us don't have a place to extend it or expend it yet. We're on this delay mode. We're on this patience. This Saturnian, you know, Pluto is doing its transformation, you know, Saturn affecting many people, you know, the retrogrades, we've had five, six six retrogrades at one point, okay, so it's lifting, the opening is there, it's getting wider and wider, you'll feel it widening more mid-November towards the close of the year, but being in the new place, new time, new focus, new awareness comes the end of this year into the beginning of next year, first and second quarter for many, many people. Truth, your truth will be revealed. So much will be revealed and known. But new forms, new pathways, new directions, new scripts where you're re-editing, you're, re, you're editing, re-editing the, your, the, the scripting. You know, you're rewriting your story. See, what's Denise saying? Ha-ha, I have a bike basket too. <laughs> Oh, my, but my dog is a little heavier than that, so I'm not putting her in there yet, getting my bike legs back after years of not riding. Oh, that's great, Denise. By the way, get to, I really had my bike basket reinforced so Yoshi wouldn't tip out. She's only 14 pounds. Um, so you can, um, you know, I would suggest doing that. Um, you know, I, in fact, I got my bike retuned by the Bike Whisperer um, at Venice Beach. And uh, he's amazing. And uh, he really reinforced said, make sure, because they had to adjust the shocks. Fine, when I was riding the bike by myself, but then when I put Yoshi in the basket, plus me, it was rubbing on the, the shocks, and so the, it was making a funny noise. Uh, yeah, so it's got to reinforce that. But get your um, – Sue, Crystal Bowles, Gretton in the chat, I love the twirling. Yeah, just find ways to get the movement, you know, 
um, paint it out, write it out. Yes, do all those things that are more of a mental, emotional, and even with writing. But see what you can do on the physical level to move the energy. And try something new. See what is newly calling you because this is the whole idea is to pattern interrupt. We're all getting a major pattern interrupt, mentally, emotional, physical. And it's to allow more spiritual energy, the spiritual energy to absorb us more, come through us more, that, you know, that cosmological energy, source energy, the all that is energy, God, and to connect more on a soul level, okay? So it's downloading or opening more to these higher frequency energies, which brings more resonance to the soul. But you do have to open it to... So we're not only changing our inner software. You've heard me saying this for years. It's the outer. It's the hardware. The body is the hardware. The, the software, the inner software is, is our mind, how we think, our mind, the, mind, the collective mind, the mind of the all that is, but the brain, the brain, the organs, having those function differently. The housing is being changed. So there's being all this up-leveling, this updating, um, yeah, let's see. Planning on, Laura's talking about parkour gym. Yeah, whatever it is, feel it out and try something new or maybe you're going back to something that you haven't been doing for a while, like Denise with the biking, you know. It's just about, and getting into the playfulness, the high-level playfulness is Play. The spirit of play is a very high energy vibrationally. It's a very expanded energy. You're connected in the oneness when you're, when you're in that vibration of play. All right, let us get to callers. We've got, uh, hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hi. You're on air. This is Kimberly. Hi, what's your name? Yes. Kimberly? Kimberly. Hi, welcome. Hi. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, did you have a question or a comment, or did, did you want a reading? What? Yeah, a uh, question. Question. Um, okay. The, my question is, is in reference to my finances um, and just uh, a creative way or a new way to increase them. Okay. That's what I was going to just say. I feel something new coming in for you. Saying not to worry, but to Tap into your creativity. There's something that I feel this month that you've been focused on or wanting to focus on, some ideas that you've had. Any ideas right now, especially mid-November on for you, and it is something in the home, something working individually. So lending your services, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so follow through on that, Kimberly. You're on the right path. Follow through on that. It's making yourself available to the services, and you'll be able to do it in the home is what I'm hearing. And, yes, the increase definitely um, will come. It may be seasonal where there's times that there's a lot of work and then it tapers off a little bit, but you'll be able to balance it out is what I'm hearing. All right, Kimberly, thanks for calling in. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello. Welcome to your on Awakening. Hi. This welcome. is Kate. 
Welcome. Hey. How you doing? Thank you. Good. I am taking a trip over Thanksgiving uh, weekend, and I'm okay. staying, seeing a friend for two or three days, and then the other two or three days, those plans with different friends kind of fell through, and I just am kind of at a blank. I don't know if I should, um, I could go somewhere by myself in that same area, or, I mean, changing my flight is kind of crazy price over Thanksgiving weekend, so I might as well take advantage of the time and just anything right. you see me doing or recommend or I, nothing has come okay. popped up. Now you're still taking, but are you seeing you're seeing friends or family? You're still seeing somebody. I feel right. Yeah, the first the first three days. That's okay. Because I okay. I see that's that. planned. Okay. That's that's all set. And then okay, the end of it, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I had plans that fell through. Oh, that's perfect. You're gonna need you're gonna need that time. And um, mm. let's see, what does Kate need to do or focus on? Mm. Well, it is really about you. Okay, that's true. It is about you, your inner psyche and exploration. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. At first I was getting nature. I was seeing like walking along water. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's beach or there's a lake or something there. But then I also got um, a lot to do with art, music, creativity, um, Mm. the city. Are you going to be near a city? It's like get your backpack at your your, town. No, uh, it'll be Idaho. Okay. What is there like an area where they have like little um, galleries or boutiques? Like little, mm. it's saying to explore that on your own. Mm. Like get your backpack or your, you know, body bag, just sling it on, maybe with a book or something, and just and just go and ex- explore. So it seems like uh-huh. you're going to be a little bit in. You're going to be a little bit in nature. Mm-hmm. But it's the exploration. Um, you know, I can share with you, I'm thinking about, you know, when I was traveling a lot, not, you know, different cities and states and, you know, even out of the country, when you just get up and you just go explore, like, well, I'm going to check out that little, right. even if it's like a little touristy place or a little, you know, curioso place, a little knickknack, but, but I right. feel like there's quaint, there's art. I, I, I don't know if it's... Um, there seems There's to be like some quaint. Small what is it? Art. Yeah. What is well, it? Well, I'm thinking of. I don't know if you know Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene Lake is the water. Definitely. Oh, that might be the lake. Okay, there we go. There. Yeah. So take a, a trip, a, a walk there, trip there. Um. But it's just get up into this kind of find the day and explore. It's funny you said Idaho because I'm seeing. It's rustic pictures of some sort. Mm-hmm. Almost, re- almost reminds me of uh, when I was in, spent time in Santa Fe, and there's these galleries. That's mm. Oh yeah, galleries. I would like yeah. That's what I'm like getting. A gallery town. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. It's, it's going to these various galleries. There's little galleries, boutiques, um, mm. and just to explore and just talk to the locals. Just hang out. That's what I'm getting. 
they're because I do feel a lot of people are going to be in that town. So maybe it's because it's the holiday. I, I feel that there's a lot. Um, there's old timers. There's old timers there. I can see some people. Mm. Hi, how are you? I don't. You know, when you go to do these things, it's like by yourself. You yeah. you feel the connection, the oneness. Mm. It, it's 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 through it's through the light chit chat. Hey, how are you? Or you know, oh you're vi- oh you're mm. visiting, or you go in the gallery. Oh you're vi- oh we're from mm. where? And there's this human exchange. This you know, hey, we're in this together. You know, or oh you should check okay. out so and so. Or did you go here to eat or get a bite to eat? Or you know, um, right. so yeah, because Kate, for you, I feel it's about putting yourself out there. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, just more out there as your as your yourself exploring mm. well yeah solo travel definitely makes you do that so it's, it's yeah simple. well you've got both and you'll be kind of regrouping from the yeah group, I have both from, from the, yeah you have both and just um savoring in that moment of the lake and being there and and connecting with other people I feel it's going to really rejuvenate you Okay. So I, all right. Thanks for the show. Have a good time. You're welcome. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hello. Is this me? Yes, it's you. Yes, it's you. (laughs) I'll just plug my earphones in. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? Good morning. Yeah. Who's this? This is Wolf Wolf Radio or Bobby. We're getting, oops. Shoot. Come back, Woofoo. Hello? Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Let's see. Oh, I got a Okay, can hardly hear you. Okay. Is that better? That's better. Okay, yeah. You got um, it. Yeah. Well, Australia's got some of the worst internet on the planet. Um, yeah, uh, I just no wanted wonder. to. Okay, because um, it's. Yeah, Hello? so I just quickly delay? like to, uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's probably about a three-second delay, so I'll just share what I want to share and then stop. Um, the, the topic today about um, uh, the inner child, I'd just like to say that healing the wounds of my childhood has been the most powerful work I've ever done. Um, mm. It turned my life around, realizing quickly that the messages I internalized from uh, my childhood was mum was always beating me therefore she did not love me therefore I'm unlovable and it's all my fault and the Mm -hmm. world's a scary place and then dad Mm -hmm. was always absent he was always at work so dad never spends any time with me he does not love me so I'm unlovable and it's Mm -hmm. all my fault and so it was it was through writing my story and writing to mum and saying, this is how I felt as a kid in our family. You know, like, I hated it when you beat me. I hated it when, you know, and I just wrote this letter that turned into War and Peace and posted it to mm-hmm. mum. And that was the hardest thing I ever did. And eventually I got a letter but back from mum saying, oh, you must think of it. Yeah. Right. But, but it sounds very was, healing. Freeing said, and very healing. Yeah, what I was trying to get her to do was for her to tell me her story because I was in a place in my life where I hate you, Mum, for all the abuse that you've dumped on me 
But you've got to love your mum, and that dichotomy was tearing my soul apart. But once she wrote and told me her story, and her childhood was equally horrific, I just realised that what mum was dumping on me was what she got dumped on her as a child. Mm. So I could move from that place of hate back to a place of love. So I phoned wow. her in England, um, and she was in hospital with a second incidence of bowel cancer. Mm-hmm. And I got to her in the hospital, and that's the, the first time we spoke as mother and son and two loving adults. And then the following day, wow. she died. And then wow. I'm walking around, and it's like somebody's taking an elephant off my shoulders. I just feel yeah. so light, but there's this little this little niggle in my shoulder. And I thought, what's this niggle? What's going on? Right, Dad, uh-huh. you bastard. So I got the... I got the book for that and wrote a letter to Dad. But he'd already died, so I just wrote my story to and put it in an envelope to Dad in heaven and burnt it. And in that nice. way, it's like I broke, broke the generational cycle of abuse. Like, if you don't hand it back, you pass it on. So to that's anybody right. that's oh, listening, powerful. I, I, would, I would thoroughly recommend, you know, everybody just to go back and explore their childhood and feel it. Don't think it. Mm-hmm. Get back into how, how you felt as a child and then go through this process of healing because we enter this world as magnificent creatures. Just look at a little toddler. You know, yeah. When they start taking their Bob first steps. Bob Wiggly, thank you for sharing this. With a little starfish thing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this. This is That's very okay. powerful, and I love what, and I love what you said. If you don't hand it back, you pass it on. No, That's no worries, so powerful. Darling. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. That was yeah. very powerful. No Thank worries. You. Cheers. See you next time. Yeah. Much peace. Good night. Oh, I love that. That was so powerful. Yeah. Don't pa- you pass it on? You got to hand it back from wherever it came from. All right, it's time for our second half of the program, and we have with us Elizabeth Ann Dumont. It's interesting, my light just started flickering. There's all this psychic phenomena happening right now. Uh, we're going to dive into The Lioness and the Crab, uh, which is her latest work um, that goes into a series of lessons that this lioness receives about how to strengthen her resolve to take her life's opportunities for spiritual growth with the goal of becoming her true, authentic self. So I want to welcome to the program, Elizabeth Ann Dumont. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. Hi, Michelle. So nice connecting with you. Happy happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. Yes. Okay, I just love this. um, I think this came out of a a synchronicity as well because you – had emailed me a while back about this book that I saw you writing this book, but we met years ago at yes. was the philosophical the Bible Church. center, the new, yeah, new exactly. age center, new metaphysical, the metaphysical yes. interpretation of the Bible. Yeah. The metaphysical yes. center. If I'm not mistaken, we met, I believe listening or seeing uh, Robert Wilkinson speak. Yes. The astrologer. There was Robert Robert Wilkinson, wonderful astrologer. There was also Rich Humbert. Do you remember Rich? Yes, Rich. Oh, he's another amazing. I got to get him on the pro. He's amazing too. I think he was on. Yeah, one. you know, 
He uh, passed away. I just, did, I just read something did he? that he passed away. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. He was, a, yeah. he was on once, and I used to get his newsletter. Yeah, he's a great yes, astrologer as well. Yes, yeah. but he passed so, away. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, Michelle, you know, I don't remember the time really well. I'm thinking, was it around 2004, 2003, would you say? Yes, 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 for sure, okay. that long ago, yes. 2004, yes, because, I believe. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, because I remember one day you told me, oh, I see you're writing a book. And at that point, I had only written poetry in English because, you know, uh, English is not like English. And then mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly when I started writing The Lioness and the Crab, but it's shortly after that. It was years ah, ago. I I, I, years ago I wrote the book, and I just self-published it last year. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was – it, getting your email was pretty amazing and that you would written the book, and I'm like – because I remember when I gave you that – tuned in, I, it was so clear. I felt like, wow – there's an amazing book that's going to be coming through her and she's going to be speaking and talking and sharing her insights. Um, and I remember you were like, no, I don't know. I, really, <laughs> I write poetry and I was like, no, it's a book. It's a book. It's a book. It's not, not a book of poetry. Um, so you did that. So share with us um, how did it come about? Cause I think, you know, a lot of people that listen to this um program are, you know, always at a turning point or an apex where they're, you know, like our caller that called in, uh, I believe it was Kimberly, you know, maybe starting something new, you know, so it's a confirmation, you know, I'm getting this message to start something new or to write something or, you know, to go in this direction. So it's they're really listening to their higher self or their soul call. How did it happen for you? That How did you go from the poetry writing? How did it start, this lioness and the crab? How did this start? Did you just start writing or did you think about it? Did you have yeah. thought about it? How did it happen for you? You know, I listen, I write from my heart. I don't write from my mind. It's totally mm-hmm. from my heart and with spirit help. So one day I just started writing and it flowed. You know, it was like playful. It was like playing. I'm, I'm a playful person i'm a leo big leo <laughs> so ah, okay the, the, play, the playful aspect of, of of that so i started writing and what i remember i don't remember very well all i remember was it was effortless it flowed you know it was it, not mm-hmm. difficult i don't know it flowed. the difficult part was last year when i wanted to self-publish it was the editing part you know so i had to to ask a friend to help me with the english and make sure it's all correctly said and this and that that was the hard part but the the playful part was easy for me at the time you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's, it's a playful story it's playful and at the same time it is deep because it's also semi-autobiographical so a lot of the things mm-hmm. I talk about in there are from my life you know but it's it's disguised as a as a spiritual fable between two animals uh, but it, it's a true story. Some of it is a true story. And it's mm-hmm. uh, the story about how I met my mentor, because the book is dedicated to her. Reverend Aya was my mentor. I met her when I was fresh off the boat coming in California, you know, in the early 80s. So, And I was totally lost. 
and this is a true story, basically. And so meeting the mentor, you know, my mentor, and um, and learning from her, learning that the lioness is going to learn tremendously from her mentor, the crab. And also, you know, mm. I wanted to give you back to the last caller, the last caller that shared from Australia just now. Yeah, about, yeah. About wounds, you know, because... Michelle, this is really, I'm writing, this is a children's book, but it's a book for the child, for, to help heal the wounded child within. That's what oh, it is. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. So it's for all of us children. doesn't matter what age mm-hmm. we are. That's why I say a coming of age story for all children from 7 to 77 and beyond. Mm. And. This is this is to help heal the wounded child within because we all have been wounded in one way or yeah. another. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's physical, sometimes a lot, sometimes very, yeah, extremely. Yeah, physical, sexual, mental. You know, it doesn't matter, and it also doesn't matter if it's from this life or another life. We all come, you know, wounded. Yeah. So. That was the so I, I yeah grateful to that that caller before because that was really that's really what my book is about and finding the healing you know that was for me finding the healing was finding my voice this is yeah. this is my healing finding my voice talking about my experience but not it's not a memoir you know I'm working on my memoir one day the memoir will come out and I'm gonna be more more factual and more all this this yeah. this was like the first attempt you know to healing. Right. It's more generalized. It's in its, what is it? Anal- so tell us the, the lioness and the crab. It, why the lioness? That's an interesting, I know you're Leo, but the in the crab, yeah. is it Leo Cancerian or is it, I can see the lioness, but then there's the crab, you know, that's yes. an interesting pairing. Yes. Uh, well, the lioness is me. I am the lioness, you know. So this, okay. this is definitely, I'm a very strong Leo. So I have a lot of planets in Leo. And the crab, I wanted to take, and, and, you know, Leo is ruled by the sun, and the crab, mm-hmm. Cancer, is ruled by the moon. So I, that's what I wanted, the two have a, a two very, very different beings that are luminaries, you know, in astrology, they're both luminaries. And mm-hmm. uh, I wanted a dichotomy to make it more interesting, because they're so different. And how Lioness yeah. will learn from the crab. You know, in order to become her authentic, authentic self, she she has to learn from the crab and to tone down some of her, you know, some of her uh, ego, some of her impulsiveness, a lot of the stuff she, you know, she needed to transform that she will learn from the crab. Right. In all her wisdom. So to me, that I chose that because I thought it was more interesting. Mm-hmm. And how did you come to these? Um... The, the crab, how did you come to this, these two, um, you know, beings, an animal and, the, you know, I don't know, is it a mollusk? I don't know what, what is the crab, but how did you come to that? How did you come to those uh, symbols, I guess? That, I think that's what I just said to you. It's, the crab is, 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 you cannot find anything more different to the lion than the crab. Right. You know? So no, I no, I that. agree. With, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard that. But, but how did you, I mean, how did the symbolism of the crab come to you, though? I know it's so different. 
but I find yeah. it because it, it could have been the it could have been the lioness and the the, the whale, you know. But the crab, yeah. what does okay. that symbolize? Okay, yeah. back to astrology again for me. So it's the sun and the moon. You know, oh, the crab is ruled yes, by the moon. That's, okay. and yeah, and Leo is ruled by the sun. So the sun and the dance of the sun and the moon, which are the two ah. luminaries. You know, they, yeah. Oh, so that, that's, that's what you meant by luminaries. Ah, yes. okay. That's what I did. Interesting. Okay, because they both shed light, but one at night and one in... So that's exactly. interesting. So, okay, love that. Okay, now that makes sense. Okay. So how, tell us a little bit more of the unfolding of how the, the writing transpired for you and were the, is it based on your own inner wisdom to yourself? I know you said it had to do a bit with your mentor as well. Oh, yeah, a lot, a lot. It, it, this is, this, you know, at, at the end, I dedicate the book to my mentor. She's passed on long time ago but this is this is her story and you know what else it is it it's her story uh it is also it's my story and her story it's also a love story uh not in a not in a sexual sense it's totally platonic but it's the love between two souls who have recognized each other from probably many lifetimes and just come back together to help each other you know in this time so that, that's right. one thing that it is. It's a love story. The other thing, and all this is rationalized, not the love story, but then the other story is it's the heroine's journey. You know, so that Campbell, the hero's journey? Yeah, what is it? Oh, the hero's journey, yes, yes. From Joseph Campbell. You know, you had uh, the, one, the other wonderful astrologer, Daniel Fiverson, on your show one day. Yes, yes. And he spoke yes. about that, about the hero's journey, you know, and all the steps. So my book, that's also the heroine's journey because uh, ah. it is, you know, inter- interestingly enough, the, the book has seven scenes. And I think Daniel mentioned the seven steps of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. And, you know, all this I, I, I didn't know before. All this came after... As I said, I write from the heart. The mind comes afterwards. Once the book was done, then I thought, well, yeah, this is the heroine journey. <laughs> you know, the oh, heroine. The, yeah. The yes. You know, the first step is the heroine, heroines receive the call, right? The call yeah. to leave your comfort zone, to, to go let's, and take the quest. Let's look right? at that. So what is it? In the yeah. hero's journey... So was yeah. it the, is it the, um, for you, was it the lioness? You hear the call? Yes, the lioness hears the call to, to leave her comfort zone, to leave uh, her family, her, her country, you know, and go somewhere else, mm-hmm. to follow the call. And like, you know, like in, in, the, in the Torah, in the Bible, uh, Abraham, same thing, you receive the call, yeah. to leave your father's house. You remember that passage? I think it's called... Yeah. or something like that in Hebrew. Anyway, it's it's a missing stuff. You always have the hero or heroine, and I believe we all are in our own lives. Mm-hmm. You get the call, get out, get out out there, and and follow your yeah. your instinct, follow your intuition, follow mm-hmm. spirit. You know, mm-hmm. and most not most people, but a lot of people. Number two is the refusal of the call. You know, you refuse the oh, call because you're afraid. 
Okay. Right? You refuse it. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, because you're afraid. Uh, you're afraid of change. Most of us are afraid of change. We are afraid of the unknown. So that's the refusal of the call. But then if you don't follow that yearning, the yearning to become bigger, the yearning to become better, then you will die inside. And that's usually mm. what happens. So that's, that's it. So that's, that's the quest, you know, the Can, do you know quest. The, the quest, the quail. So do you know the, the step, what are the steps is like in the light? Cause this is interesting. So the call, then you refuse the call because of fear. Then what's the third? Then the third, uh, you on the, well, the third, I think is you're going to meet once you go, you're going to, spirit is with you. So you're going to meet your angels, your guides, your mentor. That's what happens. You know, okay. because you have, taken, you have taken the leap. You've taken the leap of faith and then spirit will meet you. Like Joseph Campbell, it's a quote from him. I think it's uh, once you make one step towards the God and goddesses, I will add, um, the gods and goddesses will make 10 steps towards you. Right? Mm-hmm. So but you that, have to leave. But you're saying that you meet, it's funny, I call them magical helpers. Yeah, but whatever so you, you want to do. Yeah, your guides, your mentors, you you meet people that are going to help you to the next yes. level. Definitely. Yeah, and even, if that's you, what, even if you're that's scraping on the ground. <laughs> you always so have help. I'm a proof of that. One day it's going to be my memoir. It's the story of my life, Michelle. And so this is the story of, of the lioness. She meets a mentor. You know, and, and you're going to laugh. The first scene, so there's seven scenes in my book. The first scene is called Rude Awakening. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. that, Michelle, you need to read my book. <laughs> I've got to read. I can't believe it. The rude awake. Oh my God. I love it. That yes, what a synchronicity. Well, that, oh my yes, God. Okay. Exactly. That's what you just wrote on your blog. I know. I read that yesterday. I said, oh, great. <laughs> Michelle, you need to read my book. I think you're going to really I, love it. Yeah. I got to, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I got to read. Yeah. That's, uh, well, it's metaphysical, the rude awakening. We got a lot of awakenings, but the, the rude one comes in and whaps us, you know. So, yes. but if you do know these, I want to go back to, because you said you had the seven steps. What's the yes. fourth? So after you meet your angels, your guides, your mentors, you, you met your mentor, uh, you said me. your guides um, show up. Well, there's a lot of tribulations, you know, trials and tribulation is part of the quest. Okay. Um, it is. You know, okay. Everybody goes through that. I mean, this is part of the quest. I don't know exactly. Exactly. I I, I wrote it down, but I don't know where I wrote it down. So. Um, okay. But um, yeah, definitely trials and tribulation. And I think the most interesting one at the end, the last step, is the return. There is, some people call it the return. Some people call it the reward. Right. And mm. what is that? What is the reward? Like in the Grail's quest, right? It could be an object, okay. like finding the sacred chalice or something like that. But it doesn't have to be a physical object. Uh, it doesn't have to be a physical place. Like finding home, a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, me for, for, for one, for years, I said, where is home? Where is my home? You know, I, I never felt like I belonged anywhere or on earth even. Um, yes. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be a physical place, although it could be. I believe 
the return home, the reward is finding who you are, remembering who you really are, remembering your mm. authentic self and your connection to source. That's the most important thing. That's home. Our connection mm. to source and being grounded here on Mother Earth while we're here on Mother Earth because we're all visiting, right? We're all visitors. <laughs> but while yeah. we're here, while we're here, be, be grounded on Mother Earth and connected to source. So for me, that's the that's the return, the return home. Mm. That's part of the quest, you know. But some, like Daniel mentioned, you know, Ulysses, for example, he returns home, and he's totally transformed to the point that when he gets there, his wife doesn't even recognize him. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, that's yeah, that's I the remember that. Yeah. That happens, right. So the call to the adventure, the cross. Yeah, the test. You're talking about the test. But there's tests that you have to go through, right? The trials yes. and tribulations is the test, right? And what but did the, you write about that? The tests in your um, what were the tre- the tests in the book? Well, okay, yeah. in the seventeenth, the lioness will have to to learn some lessons, and there's about I think fourteen lessons. But okay, like the first theme called Rude Awakening, the two lessons she will need to learn about are. Don't judge the book by the cover, <laughs> which is judgment. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the second one is patience. Okay? Oh, so those are the, the, one two, the two yeah. in scene one. Okay, in scene two, uh, the scene two is called The Reckoning and Here and Now. So she's going to have to learn about that. In scene three, here, let me get my, my table. Um, in scene three, She's going to learn about mindfulness, compassion, respect, mm-hmm. or karma. In scene four, it's called confronting the past, obtaining true freedom. In scene five, mm. it's forgiveness. It's all about forgiveness and cutting the cord. Mm-hmm. Scene six, letting go, oneness with all that is or source, responsibility. Scene seven, the last scene, is completing the circle of life, the musketeer mantra, mm. one for all and all for one. Mm. Tell me about that, completing the circle of life, because I've been focusing a bit on that. I get your take, the circle of life. There's things coming full circle. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, it's, it's exactly. It's the transformation and what you learn mm-hmm. along the quest, you know, like mm-hmm. to the point like decision, not being recognized by his own wife after all that time because he's so transformed. And that's, that's what it is, the completing the circle of life and mm-hmm. realizing, you know, realizing all the wisdom you gain and all the knowledge, not just knowledge, mostly wisdom and understanding you gain. And you know mm. to, to make you to make you remember who you are, who you were created to be to begin with, that we've forgotten. Mm-hmm. I see. So and, the atonement is that forgiving or handing back. It you, I guess you have to do that to be able to really move on, right? Yes, you do. Yes, mm-hmm. forgiveness is a big thing. Um, you know, as, as somebody said, forgiveness. Forgiveness is everything. 
because you can't mm-hmm. you can't move on until, unless you forgive. And forgive yeah. is not just the other people, but it's also forgive yourself. Yes. Right. You know, this is so synchronistic, Elizabeth, because I just um, had this conversation, but I also, um, I was doing it for myself, of letting go and for, moving on and, you know, handing back, as Bob said when he called in from Australia, because to me that's forgiveness. It's handing it back. It's in the past. Yeah. It's, it's, that's part of, part of it. But I just sent my clients, um, that I work with because I, I know they're all going to this next turning point and level. I sent them my forgiveness meditation <laughs> for my meditation for where I be living. And I said, you don't want to take the, you don't want to drag anything from the past with you. You know, you, your learnings and certain things, your skills. I said, but you've got to forget. So to thank you, you're giving me a confirmation on this, this forgiving. Um, I guess perhaps, and you could talk to this, I guess it's only in really forgetting, forgiving that we're able to um, let go. I guess it's yes. reconciliation, right? There has to be a reconciliation within oneself. And how did it manifest for you? And maybe you can talk about that because you've got these. You, you've got these. You're on the journey. You're explaining the journey. Uh, you mean in the book or in my personal life? Well, either way. I mean, it crosses over in the book. You can share about it yeah, in the yeah. book. And if there's anything, yeah, that you'd like to share. Right. In the in the book, yeah, forgiveness is, is about, like the, 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 the crab, Rabbi, I would say to the lioness, you know, all this resentment, um, because in the book, her, the lioness brother was, uh, was bullied, bullied her and abused her. Okay, so she talks a little mm. bit of that. Mm. She had nightmares and that she couldn't. She hated her brother and she couldn't forgive him. And, and so the crab is helping her get to the forgiveness uh, process. And she she's going to do some some kind of healing to cut the cords, you know, and and to forgive. Right. And. Um, when she says to the lioness, to the crab, the crab says to the lioness, let me see, maybe I should just read you what she says, but it's okay. basically that all that resentment and hatred towards her brother, or whoever it is, you know, uh, is right. really dimming her light. It's dimming her light. You're not able to be who you are. You can't soar. You can't mm. fly. You can't be yourself. So you have to stop it. And again, she says forgiveness it doesn't mean condoning. We don't come down anything. Right. You know, what your brother or whoever did to you was wrong, and we acknowledge that. But your part is to liberate yourself because this is the journey right. to liberation, right? Right. This is the journey to freedom, attaining true freedom and liberation as part of the journey. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so the liberation is part of it as well. Oh yes, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's one of the goals. <laughs> to, to becoming who you are, to, to be liberated from all that constraint, yes. you know, all that society, your family, whatever it was for you that made you small, made you dim yeah. your light. And as the crab says in there somewhere, she said, you know, and that's somewhere from the the Bible, the old Bible, I think, uh, you're. Your nature is light, 
and your purpose is love, and the rest is commentary. Oh, I love that. Your nature yeah. is light and your purpose is love. Oh, so and the rest so, is commentary. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, commentary. It's Ever from the since you've come on, this light has been, and it has never done this. Every now and then it just keeps blinking. It keeps on my desk. It's so interesting. That's um, spirit. <laughs> spirit, yeah, exactly. It's like you're back together chatting. Um, it's the crab. Reverend Aya is with us because she's in spirit. She's so happy. Crab, oh, Reverend Aya. There it is. She's right there with us, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure she wrote through me, you know, in a, in a light way. I mean, I'm not, I don't. Reach. It's, I think it's a little bit channeled. You know, I was there, but I mean, definitely the the ideas and the things came through me. You know, it didn't come from me; it came mm-hmm. through me, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, and, and one, yeah. Yeah. And one more thing I want to say, you know, um, about the mentor. You know, finding the finding the mentor and the teacher. That was my next. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me your question. That was my next question. <laughs> okay. You want me to go ahead? Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so about uh, the mentor, teacher, you know, there's one one phrase in the book uh, everybody knows. It's when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? Yeah. And I think most people know that quote. But what I didn't know, and I just found out recently, so much, much, much <laughs> later, and that quote, I just researched that. Supposedly, it's from Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu, mm-hmm. you know, the Taoist yeah. teacher from the Tao Te Ching. So the, 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 the whole quote, the, the, the complete quote is, when the, teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And when the student is truly ready, the teacher disappears. Yes. Yeah, right. that's oh wow. Yeah. Talk about that. Yes. Yeah, oh, and at the end at the end that's what happened in the book and also it was in my life mm-hmm. as well. But in the book so at the end the last scene, you know, so the the crowd, Rabbi, I said, Okay, now you you've learned so much and nice time for your graduation. Okay, you you've passed all those Lessons with flying colors. Okay, let's do your graduation. Tell me what you know. And you're going to read all that. And then mm-hmm. um, Rev, at the end, Rev Aya says, okay, my dear, you uh, wonderful. You, 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 you passed this test really great, greatly. Mm-hmm. And now I need to tell you that I won't be coming back to see you again because I'm being called to another dimension. Mm. Which means she's leaving the earth, right? She's leaving the planet. Mm-hmm. She's passing on. And, passing and, uh, on, yeah. Yes, moving on, passing on, dying. I mean, the body's dying and she's moving on. Yeah. And right. of course, the lioness is crying and saying, Oh, no, I, I can't bear, you know, the idea of not seeing you anymore. And Ravanaya, the crab, says, Oh, you will see me all right, but not in the flesh. Spirit. Mm, yeah. And this, this is the transition. So the lioness is ready. Her teacher disappears. And what is it ready for? The lioness is when you're really ready. So what is it? 
Well, to be to be on your own, to stand up on your own four feet or two feet or you know how many feet yes. you have. You know, to to be yourself, to be you've learned so much that you've learned. You know, you have knowledge and wisdom and humility, and you're ready mm-hmm. for your service to the world. You know, that's what the crab said to the lioness. Now you are ready for your service to the world. That doesn't mean it's all going to be hunky dory. You know, you're going to get triggered. You're going to get. I mean, this is life, right? But at least you are mm-hmm. ready. This is this next phase where you're ready, and now I can go. Mm-hmm. And does it, and then the letting go, so what, yeah, so the teacher move, that's so true, that's so true. Um, And for you, it was actually your your mentor crossing over, you know, in in the remaining in spirit. And and what do you feel it prepared you, when you look back, the, the work with your mentor, what do you feel that prepared you for? Obviously, there was healing. Yeah, yes. there was healing with the mentor. There's always healing and, and wisdom gained. And then yes. what does the mentor prepare us for? For life. I mean, life is hard, and then you die, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it is. It's very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's so, that next level of life. It's a fuller life, perhaps. I don't know. It's different without the, the the mentor there. What I feel is that it 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 took some many years, and it, it, but again, time you know, time is from this third dimension, but it is different in the fifth fifth and above dimensions. But um, mm-hmm. in this this dimension, um, uh, what was I going to say? It's I lost what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, you're saying in this dimension, the mentor, the help um, is there. Yeah. And you kind of feel alone when your mentor is gone or taken, right? There's a, yes. I know that happened to me. I was like shocked. I thought, why couldn't it have been stay around a few more years? Cause now, you know, <laughs> yeah, but that feels like, oh, you, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But that's because you're ready. Even if you don't think you are, Oh, what I was going to say now, it's coming back. It's like now you become the mentor. You know what I'm saying? The baton has been passed. Yeah. Well, that's right? interesting. Oh, that's so funny. I used the word, that word, the phrase just last night with somebody, the bat- or this morning, I'm passing the baton on. There's so many things yes. I'm completing with. But interesting, Tamara in the chat put, you sort of internalize the mentor. The mentor becomes a part of who you are. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think very true, but yeah, you passed the baton on. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you, but you 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 stay yourself, but you have, you know, you have all the help from the mentor from the other side as well, and spiritually, and yes. all you have learned exactly what she's as she as she said. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you still have it, and in many ways, I find it it reorientates you back to spirit, back to source, because you don't have the physical, the flesh. You don't have the to tap into, and you're searching after a while, right? You're searching because I met. You're, it, it forces you back to source in a deeper way. I feel. Yes, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then let's talk a little about the return and reward. It could be return, reward, or return home, and connection to source, which um, – because obviously that happens while you're still on the planet. If you could talk a bit about that, share on that. Yes, to, to me that's the, you know we forget we come here and we come in this life on the earth and mm-hmm. we forget the we told, feel we feel separated. Most of us feel separated, and that's one yes. of the biggest illusion. I feel this is the biggest illusion: the separation from source. Because we are mm-hmm. never separated. We are part of source. We are sparks of the divine. Right? Yes. So, but to remember that, it, it takes, sometimes it takes a long time. For some people, not. But for some people, it takes, a, like for me, it takes a whole lifetime. You know, I'm 63 years old now. And I, I'm so different that, than what I was before. And I feel like now, because mm-hmm. I got that connection with Source, you know, and, and grounded on Mother Earth, that's the two important uh, things to me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, as the lioness and the crab said in the book, it's, uh, that's the utmost security, because they aren't, there's no security. The yeah. only security we have is that, that connection, knowing that the universe, Source, all that is, has our back, we're part of it, you know, mm-hmm. and and we're always going to be, no matter what happens. So that's mm-hmm. the ultimate security, knowing that, you know, Michelle, knowing that, having the, not just the knowledge, but the understanding, the belief, uh, the oneness with that, that we are one, not only mm-hmm. with each other, that, that some, some days it's difficult to see that, but, but we are, but we right. are one with souls. And that's our greatest strength, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so then you find with this return, you find that strength in source, in your spiritual connection, your spiritual understanding. Right? Yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. More than I ever felt. Oh, yes. I, I yeah. don't think I would be alive if I didn't have that. Yes, that's, that's my, mm-hmm. my backbone. Absolutely. Yes. But then, you know, uh, also, playfully, I'm, I'm thinking, now I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of maybe a sequel of The Lioness and the Crab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you everything I'm thinking about, but one of the okay. things is, the, the one thing I can say is the lioness will have to return where she came from, you know, just right. to see how much she has evolved. Not to stay there, yeah. not to stay, but just to, to right. go and look at her past. Yeah. I'm Which thinking, I think I'm we asking. do that, right? A revisiting. There is a revisiting on some level. On some level, yeah. It, it's and, not and, always or living. Yeah, or living something yeah. out, but you do it differently. It almost reminds me of when people have, uh, parents have, you know, they have children and then they have grandchildren, and you for so often hear or the second set of children from the second or third marriage or fourth marriage, whatever. Oh, I'm doing it differently. Or now I learned this. Or I'm this. I'm not like that with how I was with my kids. I'm I'm this way. I'm so much better. You know, there is. And, you know, metaphysically, we call it the law of return. We always get that. At some yes. point it expires. But, right, we get we go back, you know. Yes. Um, go back. To, to, yeah. 
not not necessary to stay, but to go back to revisit yeah. and see how yeah. much you've grown, how much you've evolved. Because that's the journey, right? The journey, the heroine's journey is the journey of awakening, right? The journey mm-hmm. of becoming conscious and mm-hmm. to evolve and to grow. That's, that's their life's journey, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. Elizabeth, we've got a, a few... I don't know what it is. 60 seconds left. We've got Tamara in the chat is saying thank you, Michelle, and thanks to Elizabeth for sharing. Denise, thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Michelle. So many ahas in this conversation. Rude awakening. All right. So, XO. Thank you all. Have a lovely day. Yeah. Thank you all for being in the chat. Now, Elizabeth, where can people find? Um, I love this book. I think it's amazing. What a, it's like a, it's like to keep by your nightstand and you know read, uh, carry with you on your journeys if you're traveling. Uh, where can people find the lioness and the crab? Okay, it's on Amazon, Amazon.com. You you just punch the lioness and the crab. You'll find the book there. It's also at my publisher publisher, which is Balboa Press. If you go to mm-hmm. Balboa Press and input the lioness and the crab, it will pop up. So it's very Perfect. easy to, to find and to order. Yeah, very easy. Okay. And is there any just way people can connect with you, or is it perf- just through the book? Right now it's through the book. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very new to technology. I'm not very technological incli- technologically inclined. So I'm working okay. on creating a website, but I don't have anything going right now really. So through well, the book, okay. you know, the more people Perfect. really love the books, the more I can sell some books and, and then later on maybe connect on a bigger bigger level. Okay, sounds good. So either Bal- through Balboa Press or yes. uh, Amazon, well, uh, they can find yes. Lioness and the Crab. Elizabeth, oh, yeah. thanks for um, coming on the program and sharing. I've really enjoyed our uh, conversation today. So thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Wonderful. It was right. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take care. Oh, thank you all for being here in this wonderful energy that we've all co-created. It's been amazing, and I hope you've been inspired. I know I have. Yeah, great. Um, Our guest again was Elizabeth Ann Dumont, and the book is called The Lioness and the Crab, available through Balboa Press and also Amazon. And uh, what? Thanks for joining us. We're here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. And if you have any uh, questions for me or you want to know any information about the tele- upcoming teleworkshops or other events or conferences, you can go to soulplayground.life or email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake.